0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Alright, alright, alright. Everybody settle down, settle down, settle down. Come on now, come on now. Keep the clock, keep the uh, applauses and the claps, You know, to a minimum. Right? We're still under quarantine. We can't be too, too excited, right? All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I am Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, your host of Successfully Funded. I'm also the CEO of Woodshed Agency. We specialize in crowdfunding and product launches and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff for your business, right? Marketing, e-com, Amazon, whatever it might be. We do all that sort of stuff. So, um, But if this is your first time listening... Thank you so much for showing up. So, what do we do here? Well, I like to talk to project creators either while they're in the middle of a campaign uh, on Kickstarter, or Indiegogo, or equity crowdfunding, um, or I like to talk to them, you know, right when the campaign ends. And my my idea there is that I want the most up to date information on what people are doing to be successful what the temperature is, what the landscape's looking like, what are they doing, right? Because that is what we need to know, um, not something that happened in 2010 that, to be successful. I want to know what's happening right now. So so with all that said, we've got an amazing, amazing episode for you. Yes, we are going to be talking to Sam Gross uh, from the company Nomad Kitchen. They are currently over on Indiegogo right now, and they are selling a portable kitchen for the back of your car, right? So if you're into camping outdoors, which... I think a lot of people are going to be either right now or after this, right? But um, yeah, so they're currently at about 75 backers, um, over $60,000. Uh, so not a huge, huge campaign, but a campaign that like is having success even though the world's shut down. And I think that that gives a uh, a, a lot of sort of clout to, to how cool this project is. So if you haven't checked it out right now, go over to Indiegogo, search Nomad Kitchen and check it out. Or... Listen to the episode, right? At least let's 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 talk to Sam and see what uh, how he got to this point of of having a, a successful uh, Indiegogo campaign. So, like I said, that conversation is coming up in just a little bit. Well, what can we talk about today? Well, I, I before I recorded this, I just went out to we were on our last three rolls of toilet paper. We have we have been able to survive up until this point. And I went to three stores and nothing, nothing exists. And I went early in the morning, about uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Just nothing around. So that's um, now I'm a little alarmed. You know, we got we can probably make it till Friday. Now, what's going on? Why are why is this not getting re- replenished? Are people like even if it gets replenished, are people still then going out and buying a whole bunch of it? What's going on? Like if I if I saw it, I would probably buy a pack like I would any other time. So like. Is this this is this the free free fall here where like I, if I see it, I'm gonna buy 10 of them like 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 is is that what it is? because I really just want to go in and buy one. So I think this is the part where I'm like i'm I'm frustrated. Why are all the shelves bare? Is there been no reply of it like are we not? you know so so we gotta find a um, and I kind of got to find a solution here, right? Like, we, what what is it? Do I need to go order a bidet and, and install that? I mean, maybe that's my solution. Actually, you know what? That's not a bad solution. So my point to bringing up all this is what is going on, right? Are Are we still in that scenario? We haven't gotten past that one? I'm just venting a little bit, people. That was my morning. I thought I could go in early in the morning, grab a pack, come home, last me a couple more weeks, move on. But no, that's not it that didn't happen today that didn't happen so uh i will say in in my quest of trying to figure out this next chapter in my life um i had a nice conversation with my mother yesterday yeah about you know what would it look like if we were to move in and uh we're i mean we truly are putting together a little bit of a scenario here yeah that's right i might move in with my mom now I know that that may sound crazy, and it is completely crazy, um, but it at least is a scenario where we could save a bunch of cash for a year and either move out of the country, build our own house on, a, on somewhere that's from the you know from the ground up, just m- basically make a big decision, like just shake it up a little bit. My mom seems like she's okay with it. We're figuring it all out together. It's I I can't even fathom you know living with her, but I'll tell you more and more, the spotlight is on. I need another set of hands. Uh, This education, running a business process, it's really challenging. Um, And uh, yeah, Uh, my kids are like literally just being on an iPad all day. And like yesterday was a day that man it, it 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 really was a frustrating day for some reason and i don't know why and i think it's, it comes down to well yesterday was a day where the wife was was just wasn't feeling very well she's kind of having a, like an allergic reaction to some medication and whatnot um so she was you know kind of not around and i'm not blaming her on this but when it's a one-on-two and i'm trying to also do my all my business work right like i like, we're actually kind of busy right now. We, we we're, Well, we're not that busy, but we, we signed some clients. Like, we're doing stuff. Um. So, you know, I'm trying to, like, like, four times multitask. I'm already a multitasker, which already isn't good. But when you're multitasking at four times, you know, a level of frustration is going to build in. And when you start getting frustrated and then you start diving into what your kid's actually working on, you go, this is absolute crap. Like, what are they even working on? You know it's you know, then I log into my my daughter's stuff and she's in uh, she's in first grade and I log into what she's supposed to be on. and I look at that and I'm like, what? there's like nothing even here that she so what she's logging in, there's like five apps she's clicking on. It, she's going, okay, I read it. what's next? It's like I, I don't know what's next. So I'm definitely in a position right now where I keep thinking of like, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna fucking figure. I'll figure this out myself. You know, here, here kids, you guys are gonna code this thing. Hey, you're gonna make a video today. Hey, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna record a song. You're gonna learn how to play guitar. You're going to, I don't know, build a YouTube channel. Like, you're gonna learn how Google Analytics work. If you learn how Google Analytics work, you'll probably work for the rest of your life, right? Somebody's got to read that data. Like, isn't that stuff that my kids could be doing? They're, They're not like they're already on apps. They're already installing stuff. They're already like, you know. It's like, it's not, it's not that much farther of a step to go, okay, I'll look here. I'll, I'll create one for you, you know? I mean, it sounds completely ridiculous. I understand this next statement. But, like, I would I would like my kids to, like, figure out how to really do well in TikTok. Because when my kids get older, TikTok will be the thing that businesses go, man, I really need to hire somebody to do our TikTok for us. Like, and my kids should be good at that. And I know that that seems like, what am I talking, like, how ridiculous of thinking, like, I want my nine and, and six-year-old to be really good at TikTok. But that will be a job at some point because companies will still need to reach younger people, masses, whatever it might be. So then you start thinking about, well, okay, what tool is it? Well, there's a social media tool called Woofy, which mind you, I'll be interviewing on the podcast coming up here soon. Um, little, little spoiler alert there. They have integrated, they've integrated TikTok. So, hey kids, we're going to learn the app Woofy today. Like, that, to me, is skating to where the puck's going. And I know that's my, my, my newest thing here recently on the podcast is, is, is that everything I'm talking about right now is start to project or pro, uh, project where we're going because it's not going backwards, right? You know you know what? And, and my kids' jobs might not be working at a restaurant when they're 18 or 19, bussing a table. They might be, yeah, I just do TikTok for this person. I do some Snapchat for this person. Like, that might be it. That might be the quick job that you're getting. So, this seems like an opportunity right now. If I'm being positive, if my glass is half, uh, uh, you know, half full, um, hey guys, here, here's your phone, here's your iPhone. Go do, go learn this, figure it out, make cool stuff. Learn how it works. Learn how, to, learn how the hashtag system works. I, 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 you know, I don't want that to be it. I really don't want my kids to do stuff like that. But that's that's actually that to me feels more educational than yesterday. My son had to learn about a dandelion or a, I think a dandelion or whatever. Some flower. You learned about a flower yesterday and I'm not totally poo-pooing that, but he knows how flowers work, you know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's some of the stuff. That's the conversation. So one today I'm going to try to figure out how to get maybe where I can find some toilet paper. I don't know. Is that Kroger, Walmart? Maybe I got to go to that level of it. I haven't been to one of those stores in a while um but if i see it i don't know how i don't buy three or four of these things because i can't be back here next week trying to do the same thing so i want to you know so what is what are we missing here is it why you know so i'm gonna try to figure out that um you know gonna try to figure out some how to educate my children uh, and what what role i need to take in that you know um but yeah yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, all right, all right, guys. If you guys are a fan of this uh, uh, podcast, number one, thank you so much for being a regular listener. Make sure you go over to uh, iTunes now. Leave us a review. Go go to Spotify. If you, I think you can leave reviews there. I don't even know. But, you know, wherever. Subscribe. Make sure you're getting the new episodes. We're putting them out, you know, once, twice a week right now. So... Go get your episodes. Uh, make leave us a review. Subscribe. If you go over to YouTube, you can subscribe there if you want to watch the 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 interview with, with people. We've got it there. Go to the the um, our website, which, uh, that Agency. You can uh, uh, you can check out all the different episodes there. You can uh, also go to our blog section and I've got a little bit of a hint as well. I think we might be releasing a new blog. I think it's going to be called a successfully funded. It's going to be like a little mini, like a little mini series um, under like five minutes in length. really quick sound bites all around just tools and techniques and strategies. So that's something that's getting worked on too. We you know in quarantine we were I'm, I'm super creative right now so we're coming up with stuff. Um, so we're going to uh, to explore what that's going to look like. Um, if you want to see a little bit of a test of it right now, you can go over to woodshed. Uh, dot agency backslash blog, you can see what I'm talking about. There's uh, it's embedded in my last few blogs. So we're thinking about turning that into an app, uh, a podcast that comes out twice a week as well. So again, bite sized chunks, under five minutes, something that you can listen to and walk away with it instantly. So that could be coming up as well. Very, very cool stuff here. So, all right, with all that said, let's go ahead and kick my conversation with Sam. Let's talk about how to cook outdoors if you're a camper or tailgating and whatnot. But this is a really, really cool product. Uh, and kudos for Sam for running a, a great campaign in the middle of uh, the world being shut down. So, all right, let's go and kick my conversation. Sam, the uh, red light's on, so you, I'm sure you're feeling that pressure now, right? Like it's yes, it just, totally. it just elevates quickly as soon as that that red light comes on. So I ask all my guests this: uh, Let's start off with, um, what'd you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Uh, I have yet to have breakfast, actually. Oh, okay. The, the no breakfast. <laughs> yes. All right. Is that I, is that typical? I've got my I've got my coffee, and okay. uh, I'll probably grab some make something after this. Maybe okay.
0: All right. All right. All scrambled all right. eggs. It's, yeah. It's still early for you though, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. almost one o'clock for me. So, all right. Cool. 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 Well, I think we're sounding good. Why don't we, uh, why don't we jump right into actually why people are are uh, are tuning in. So why don't you tell my listeners, um, who you are and what your project is, uh, over on Indiegogo.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my name is Sam. I'm the founder and CEO of Nomad Kitchen Co. Uh, our, pr- the product that we've successfully funded on Indiegogo is the Nomad Kitchen. It's a vehicle mounted, uh, Kitchen system, full kitchen, pretty much everything you'd want to get in an RV or a camper van, uh, but you can mount it in your trunk. So it's a relatively compact system compared to what else is out there. And you know, putting it in the back of your SUV versus in a uh, uh, an RV or a, a Sprinter van is a, a much more affordable and more compact option. No extra vehicle. You can just hop in your car and take it on, on, on the go. You got your, everything you need to prepare a meal, cook it and clean up afterwards, Hmm. including uh, everything, including the kitchen sink. (laughs) Um, We've got a, a a patent pending system. It had, it mounts in using ratchet straps. You have no tools that you need. It mount, it mounts in and out in a matter in a couple minutes tops and if you want to go run to Costco or move some furniture, it pops right out and you get your trunk back so it's it's a pretty pretty quick and easy system to get in and out and setting up your your camp kitchen or uh, tailgating kitchen, whatever you want to use it for uh is you know deployed in a matter of seconds just by popping open the locks and sliding it open.
0: Wow, that's awesome, so how does this idea kind of come about like where is the starting point to get you to where you are right now like uh, how does this all come together
1: yeah totally so i i had a what i think a pretty privileged childhood i grew up uh, just outside of san francisco surrounded by beautiful mountains i was a, a boy scout and i got to go to summer camp when i was a kid that offered like backpacking trips so i've always been really into wilderness and camping And spent most of my summers as a child in like the Sierra Nevada mountains near Yosemite and Lake Tahoe. Uh, And then in high school, I uh, took a culinary arts program for a year and was really uh, enthusiastic and passionate about food. Um, And I've always loved to cook since then. Uh, And then I... In college, I studied uh, engineering and uh, got my master's of science in in civil engineering, uh, and worked in that field for uh, about half a decade before I, uh, you know. But I'd spend all my time uh, when I wasn't working on projects like planning my next camping trip with my friends and like trying to figure out good good recipes to convert over to to take into the woods, um, and. A f- few summers ago i had a couple weeks off between positions and uh as i was working as a consultant so i had a little break um and i went on a, a road trip to explore the rockies um hopped in my Subaru forester and i filled the trunk with a you know cooler table you know tons of stuff um not i thought it was pretty organized at the time but i Soon learned it was uh, <laughs> a not quite as uh, simple as I had hoped. Um, but I, I drove out to uh, Montana and Wyoming and I saw Grand, Glacier, Waterton, Yellowstone, Grand Teton National Parks. It's absolutely stunning, beautiful country. Um, but I was only spending like max two nights in each spot. And you know it's bear country, and you're every single meal. You're like cleaning up, setting up, and uh, <laughs> breaking down camp. And when I got back from that trip, I, you know, spent a, a quite a bit of time obsessing over how to like, you know, what can I, how can I deck out my vehicle? What could I do to like, right. you know, do I go get a sprinter van? Do I get, you know, mm-hmm. I want to have the same kind of adventure, but like, I want to be actually able to clean my, my dishes at the end of the the day and like set up pretty quickly without having to like build a table or pull everything out of my trunk every time. And I had kept on losing things or or not losing, but misplacing things like, you know, where's my cutting board? Where's my, you know, (laughs) where's that wash bin? Uh, I got to pull everything out of it. Yeah. So, uh, in my research, I discovered there weren't many options available. Uh, there were a couple of things that uh, you could mount into your trunk if you had a very specific type of vehicle, like a Jeep mm-hmm. or a Forerunner. Uh, but if you had something smaller or something that wasn't, you know, classified as a, uh, you know, an off-roading capable vehicle, the, right. the market didn't really exist, um, and. You know, there's this big van life push there right, that was was going on at the time and still continuing. But, uh, you know, there's kind of like those are your options, all of which you're going to spend thousands of dollars converting something over building something custom or, uh, you know, there were a couple options that had kitchens, but you either had to come fully out of the vehicle or mm-hmm. if they did stay in the vehicle, they were, you had to like bolt them in and rip out all the side paneling. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Also. I sometimes need to have my trunk, like, I, right, I can't, right, like right. permanently convert this thing. <laughs> um, so I got to designing and I just, you know, built a prototype, showed my friends. So one of my buddies like, Hey man, this is actually pretty cool. I'm like, <laughs> did you not have faith in me? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, spent a good year and, uh, tweaking and prototyping and testing these different. Uh, variations before I kind of settled on something close to the final product. Mm. And then started working with um other engineers and uh manufacturers and uh you know people with more automated machinery to develop uh some prototypes that were really, really sound. And then it's just been a uh, you know the timing kind of worked out right. There's a transition in work and I went for it
2: and
1: uh did my marketing research and realized hey other people want this thing too so that's cool here we are
0: <laughs> that's nice that's nice so in that process what did you find um you know especially in like that, that prototyping stage right where you're, you're maybe it's just you kind of you know cutting wood whatever you know building it out what yeah. what did you find was like the the biggest hurdle that you were trying to overcome is it i don't even know water heat storage different types of cars. What was like the biggest thing that you were finding that you had to kind of work through?
1: Um, I'd say there's probably two things. Uh, One uh, getting materials to, to work the way you want them to, and actually, um, you know, finding the tools to, to assemble something like this, you know, it's a, it's something that needs to support a lot of weight and have some, some, be a very sturdy structure. And I do have uh, woodworking skills, uh, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily like, you know, the guy to manufacture this by hand, you know, that's not going to be the the most sustainable option. Um, So building the prototypes and something that would actually withstand the needs that I had set uh, and finding uh, partners to work with to to help manufacture, that was a big challenge, um, especially towards the end phase. And then the other thing was uh, the universal mounting system uh, mm-hmm. was was a big challenge. So finding a way that we could mount this to pretty much any vehicle that has uh, anchor points, and not having to sell custom uh, attachment systems for you know every vehicle that was right. something I wanted to avoid. I didn't want this to be something where as a customer, you have to be like, all right, did I, does this fit my vehicle? Is it gonna, right. um, you know, what, what, uh, adapter system do I have to order <laughs> on top and yeah. not only for like the customers that are paying, but also in, in production, uh, it, it's a hassle to have so many different, uh, components and different right. sizes of things. So I wanted to make that a, a universal system. So I designed a, uh, a custom ratchet system that, fully contains this and it really locks it down. It's adjustable for pretty much any size trunk. It's the straps are four feet long for each of the four. And so even in like a a standard size pickup, like a Chevy Silverado, it'll reach all the way to the back.
0: That's really cool. Really cool. How how long was this process from that first prototype to getting something ready for photography video? How how long was that? Was that timeframe?
1: Um, it actually went pretty quickly, um, maybe a year and a half at most, uh, a little less than that, I think. Was
0: there ever a moment inside of that, that, um, that you felt like you really had something to keep going? Was there like, you know, I mean, maybe it was the buddy saying, Hey, this is something, but but, you know, I, you know, somebody making something, there's probably moments where you're like, yeah, uh, you know, nobody wants this thing. It's, you know, or whatever it might be, just those, those, those doubts that creep in. But what was that moment that maybe you were like, yeah, this is like. Really something. Like I, I kind of it, it's yeah. really working.
1: Um, well, that buddy of mine really actually being encouraged was was a good moment. And then uh I think maybe on like the second or third prototype when it actually looked like a, a product <laughs> versus right. just like some scrap wood thrown right. together with you know I think the first couple prototypes had like a plastic bin and mm. a, you know, they they didn't have like the in, in any sort of integration or embedding in it. And once I got to the point where I had figured out how to embed a cutting board and drying rack and and a, a sink basin all into the system without interfering with your cooking space and still pro- providing like a, a prep space, um, I think that was the moment where I was like, "All right, I've actually got your prep, cook, and clean." all three pieces are here. I think this can be reality. That's cool. Uh, Yeah.
0: When you were, and I don't know if you did this now, but maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Did you ever take the time to put together sort of like a, a buyer persona or like I'm making this for this person? Cause again, I think that this is something that, that young startup companies have to be thinking about, or when you're making mm -hmm. a product that like you're sort of visualizing, this is, this really is the person who's going to buy this. Were you, did you do something along those lines?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think I had a pretty good understanding of this and, and really I think that a lot of uh, something that a lot of companies are missing this day, both, uh, startups and companies that have been around forever is, uh, marketing research mm-hmm. and really identifying their client base. Um, uh, I did work a bit, uh, in college and after college for a small marketing research firm that my father owned mm. and, uh, in graduate school, I did take some city planning courses that had, uh some good like surveying and and community engagement processes and using those kind of tools. I learned, you know, not, you know, you, you originally you make something for yourself, you know, right, and then right. you, then you got to figure out who else it works for and like really who your ideal demographic is. And in this process, I, I kind of identified that, um, you know, it, it spans a whole wide reality of people. There's your overland off-road camper folks who, you know, they're going to deck out every type of off-road vehicle,
2: go adventure in the desert or in the middle of nowhere and, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, live off the grid, you know? (laughs) Um, and then you've also got your, um, your weekend warriors, your city dwellers who want to, you know, want something quick that that'll make the process easier and give them some more comforts of home that aren't necessarily going to want to rough it. Um, but still want to like get this thing out of their car for their daily driver. Um, and then you've got the van life curious folks that are
2: like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know, they, they, they want an RV or a van, but they, you know, they live somewhere where they don't have the space for it or don't want to, don't have the money for that, but still want to have some of those comforts. Right. Um, I also identified, you know, festival goers and, uh, you know, I'm in Bernie Manton has been canceled this year, but I'm sure folks that do that would like this. Yeah. Um, I've never been, but it seems like a good fit. Um,
0: well, I could see the tailgating world too. Just the, yeah. the you know, if, you, if you're the tailgating guy for,
1: for football, college, mm-hmm. pro, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, football games, yeah. you know, even your kid's soccer game, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it really, it, it covers a wide band, but I kind of have focused on, um, I want to offer something that was rugged enough that these overlanders would go for it but is also uh, sleek and modern and has a uh, an appeal for your weekend warriors and, you know, soccer moms and dads sure. and everyone in between. So I-
0: inside of that, when you're starting to sort of narrow this down, how are you making decisions on content, look, feel, price points? I mean, it's just all this mm-hmm. stuff now starts to kind of fall into place. But how are you sort of, you know, Figuring out that bullseye because I think you did a, a, a great job on the page. And I encourage everybody to go check out the Indiegogo page because I think your, your 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 content reflects what you're saying right now. So how are you sort of lining up this this arrow so that you're not I don't know just you know all putting all Burning Man stuff in here and, and losing the soccer moms or whatever it might be you know Yeah,
1: totally. Um, well, I realized that this if you can touch on both ends slightly and really focus on, on that middle, you can appeal to everyone. So uh, when we creating our content, we really wanted to make it so that some of our, you know, we, we show that this is something that can handle a rugged experience. You know, when we developed the video, we, uh, we got a forerunner, we went out up into the mountains in Northern California. We took some, you know, off-road, f- or. Dirt road footage, but we didn't mm. want to go extreme. We didn't want to, you know, be in a rock crawler because that's your demographic. But we also <laughs> wanted it, to, you know, a story about a couple and their dog that goes off into the into the woods and for a night or two, you know, it, you to appeal kind of more of the weekend warriors. You know, we we made sure that the vehicle we used was was stock. It wasn't like anything crazy. Something that both a soccer mom could own or a right. Uh, and an enthusiast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of tried to narrow down in that in between, you know, those folks that um, would go for a weekend trip, but also show that it's capable enough for the rugged experience. Yeah. So, that's cool. It's very,
0: very, very cool. De Niro in so,
1: there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So where does in this whole now journey of you putting this together, where does I want to go to crowdfunding start to fit in? Um, especially when oh. you have a price point that's relatively higher in the, in the crowdfunding space. Sorry. Um, we lose a uh, loose and Bluetooth.
1: I did uh, a battery, so, ah, um, no. battery die
0: on this. The old uh, battery day, the old battery day. Um, so what I was saying was, you know, so how, when, when does like crowdfunding Indiegogo start to fit into the the conversation of, I want to use this tool to, to, to try to bring it to market.
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of it has had to do with, uh, funding and, uh, the amount of risk I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I understood, you know, the price points and like what it takes to manufacture something like this and, you know, to really get the quality heavy duty parts and, and make it, you know, have it assembled in California and for the majority, but also, you know, throughout the U.S. for these parts. But the, in order to accomplish that, it would, the options were kind of, do I go get some seed funding, get an investor? Well, they, they'll they end up owning this mm-hmm. or part of it, you know, where, you know, at what point how much of this this control and this idea do i want to own and and share i guess or or leave to someone else and you know i'm a big fan of like worker owned businesses and cooperative business models that that really the people with the ideas and passion and making things a reality are making those decisions the disconnect that a lot of uh, corporations have where you have some board who's never seen how the product is made. It really kind of, you know, they're only looking out for the bottom line, you know, like I, I got to make money, but I also want this to be something that's like run by people that would both make and use this product to understand the full process. So that was a factor um, to try and control some of the, the environment for it. The other, uh, other thing too, is, um, The, I have sponsored some projects like this in the past and, uh, the outcome. So, you know, there's always risk that you take when you, you back these things, but I've had good luck and, and the, you know, good follow through from passionate people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I feel like if you can show that, you know, people will get behind you. Um, I felt like I had a little bit of ownership in some of these uh, products I've backed on, on Indiegogo or before and, um, you know, helping a company start and by just giving a little bit has always been a, a good model. Yeah. I thought, and I also didn't really, uh, feel comfortable. It also was like a, a good way to test, you know, you yeah. S- make sure that I really had something that people stood behind mm-hmm. before, uh, you know, going out to funders and, or, and right. seed or seed funders and being like, give me your money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, also I'm not like, I don't think I'm necessarily the best at going out and selling myself all the time. <laughs> so, um, sometimes, I, you know, I'm more of an engineer. I, yeah. I know some marketing and, and, and that, but I, I'm not, I didn't feel necessarily comfortable with that setting. Um, sure but it felt like the crowdfunding was a good balance and it turned out to be very successful. And, you know, up until the shelter in place orders came in, we were bringing in tons of orders and we still are. Um, we're still, we're still getting a good number of orders in, um, a couple of week at this point, which given the, you know, the stimulus package hasn't (laughs) arrived and that it's only one month's coverage. Like, (laughs) I think that's pretty good. Um, so um, we're, you know, we're excited about where this is going and the team is, is hunkered down, ready to go. And
0: yeah, that's cool. It's awesome. So, you know, so just because we actually haven't even talked numbers yet, let's talk about that Indiegogo. I mean, so you still have 30 days to go, um, but you've already crushed your goal. You're sitting at 60,000. You had a flex goal of 30, just under 40,000. Um, so, you know, so you still got a lot of time left here on this campaign, what was some of the metrics you were looking for behind the scenes before you hit that launch button? Were you looking for a, a, an amount of emails that you had or people pixeled? Or w- just what were you looking for before you said, you know we're ready to launch?
1: Yeah, um, we had some great support from Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the directors there uh, is a friend of a friend, and he got behind this project. He was stoked on it, and he gave us kind of the lowdown, like, you in their response they say the absolute minimum following you want to have is um, well you need about you, you need to anticipate that about five percent of your following will actually actually follow through and that's a, that's like your minimum numbers mm-hmm. um, you know it doesn't that's also like it doesn't matter how great or poor your product is if you you. Know, anticipate about 5%. If you got something awesome, it could be more. Um, but it also could be a lot less. Um, and especially with a product that's this expensive, you want to make sure you have, um, a real solid quality following. Um, so we made sure, uh, we spent two months ahead of, of time, uh, social media and marketing, uh, some, you know, Promotional ads on Instagram, uh, trying to get the word out, collecting email addresses, asking people to sign up to, to mm-hmm. so they they got the first notice, um, and we we rocked it. Uh, Mark, the head of marketing, Ariel, she she cr- really did an incredible job getting it all set up. She you know really pushed our social posts and promotions. Uh, had some great email content as well. Uh, and we got, you know, well over our 5% marker and already had about, you know, 2,000 Instagram followers before we, we launched. And we wanted to make sure we had both that and that we had good content before for our, for our product. And we were originally going to launch uh, two weeks before we did but we decided we wanted to produce uh, our promotional video uh, beforehand, so we gotcha. pushed it back a couple weeks and created the video that you you see on the page. And I'm so glad we did that because the video turned out great. Uh, yeah, Matt, video. our videographer did an incredible, a stellar job. And uh, yeah, I think that's really what it takes to to get there. Um, the goals we set were. Were really like, you know, that, that 5% marker was like, all right, how many people do we have that have following us to hit that goal? Mm-hmm. Um, and the goals were based on what does it take to start manufacturing? Like right. what, what, how much money do I need to put a, a deposit and down payment on production? Mm-hmm. Um, get all the parts and, and start. It, it didn't co- doesn't cover everything, um, but it it was enough that I could uh, start production, put a down payment on uh, on manufacturing for for the main component components. Gotcha. Um, we still need some more before we'll reach the point where uh, we'll cover everything. But I we've got enough that you know if we just need to fulfill our uh, Indiegogo backers, we've got enough for that. No problem. Um, but we're still hoping to, to get some, you know, and we have another goal. Um, we're, we're going to try and, uh, really push to get us to about $85,000 worth of, of revenue. Um, because at that point we can, we'll have a little bit more that we can go and and build enough products that we can actually, uh, have a sustainable company that will, will keep us going. I have no concern about this. And if, you know, Indiegogo, you know, we've got 30 days, I'm sure we'll get past that. Um, and even if we don't, you know, there's, there's small business loans and other things, but we're sure we've got a solid company and we're here to stay, uh, which is an incredible feeling, um, <laughs> yeah. especially right now. Um, and luckily, uh, we have very minimal, uh, overhead right now. Um, mm-hmm. which means that uh, even if this shelter in place order stays for for months and months we'll be okay like, yeah, we're not the money's been is being spent specifically on the parts and and manufacturing that we need it's not being wasted on rent or <laughs> uh, large marketing overheads or anything it's you know right. we're 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 keeping the money that people have given us for production. So
0: that's cool. That's cool. Has there been anything, um, you know, in this whole process around the the actual, uh, campaign that has stuck out as something you weren't expecting? Like, is there a country that's kind of popped up or I don't know, just something that you were like, man, I was not expecting this.
1: Yeah. Uh, A couple things. Yeah. The, uh, the country thing, um, we're only offering this in the U S right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we will ship to Hawaii or Alaska, but it's like four hundred and fifty dollars to ship something this heavy to those places. So Oof. it's it's not like a realistic expectation right. um, at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's an oversized product. The with packaging, you're looking at eighty six pounds of shipping mm. materials. You know, it's it's like shipping a large TV or a tooling right. rack. You know, um, so. We have had a lot of interest from like New Zealand, Australia, and Canada, uh, which makes a lot of sense. I, I knew those markets existed ahead of time. Uh, there, are, there's a lot of people that enjoy the kind of car camping experience, just like we do in the U.S. Um, we would like to send them the, the product, of course. I think in the future, uh, if if we we get to the point, we may. Uh, work with some distributors in those locations to send like right. a large shipment. At that point, the cost, the, the stuff shipping goes way down, and it makes yeah. sense. Um, but we just got to get there, yep. um, so that's a that's in our plans. Um, a big surprise though is uh, we rolled out with this uh, with a a natural wood coat and a black coat for the product and. Originally, we had done like a, an Instagram poll and asked people what they thought, and we had gotten a lot of enthusiasm from our Instagram followers on the black model. So I was kind of expecting that to have, uh, you know, more people to select that option. But we had a straight split right down the middle 50 50 mm-hmm. natural and black uh, coatings, mm-hmm. which it's cool because uh, it makes my life easier.
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, what what happens internally for you guys for the next thirty days to kind of just keep energy going? Um, you know, just keep keep momentum going because it is still that's a long time to still be uh, running this campaign. So, what do you do to just keep that energy going?
1: Yeah, um, well it's a little challenging to produce new content right now um
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so everything's in a zoom video everything's uh, yeah. you know yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah totally um i'm i know a lot of companies are getting creative um you know we don't have manufacturing capabilities at this time so we're not shifting to other products or anything mm-hmm. we're you know we're staying focused um we're Developing a cookbook, which we'll, we'll be rolling out with, uh,
0: about cool. good idea.
1: 30 recipes that, uh, you can cook on a stove, um, even, uh, cookies and cobbler, um, uh, again, a little creative, uh, the test kitchen at home has been, uh, <laughs> been working real strong, um, also, trying to produce some some uh, content. I, I'm gonna do some sh- uh, shelter-in-place content uh, just in my driveway, if <laughs> I can. Uh, uh, and yeah, just just trying to like encourage people that we know there is going to be so much fun and excitement and and enthusiasm around getting back out into into. Uh, Nature and festivals and all these great Mm -hmm. places In the future and we're Trying to remind people that like Right now we're All at home but We're going to be out there soon And we're excited to get these In everyone's hands and into their vehicles And we can't wait to see where You know people's adventures are going to take them Throughout the country when you know It might be a while before international travel is, Is back in flow but You know we're we're road trippers ourselves. So, you know, there's plenty yeah. of that to be had and you know, once once the you know, once they're the virus is under control and safe, it's safe to go out and there's, you know, testing and and uh uh vaccines, we can we'll be back out there. You know, yeah. we'll we'll yeah. be camping and yep. you know, we'll be able to escape from all this madness and and go enjoy some great food in the woods. Yep. So yep. we're just yeah. reminding people and trying to stay keep everyone positive and excited about the future
0: It's cool It's cool so you know with the 30 days to go and then the time it takes for all the money to start to drop and 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 the dust all settle uh, on this campaign what starts to happen for you guys to get these kitchens into people's hands what, what's what's the process for you guys and how long are you looking at to deliver to backers
1: yeah um so we developed some great relationships with uh, distributors and uh, and um, manufacturers ahead of time. So we, I made sure that our entire uh, production cycle was completely set in place before we launched. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of jump into these Indiegogo projects when they still just have like a, an early stage prototype or just a rendering. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. Not those tend to not be as successful, so I wanted to make sure I had like as close to a final product as possible and have all the materials ready. So we've already purchased all of our uh, like 200 wash bins. We've uh, our our strap manufacturer in Oregon is uh, you know, once they can return to work, they have all the materials that are ready to go. Uh, same goes for our frame manufacturer in California. We've got uh our custom drying rack baskets. Uh the prototype is being uh or the final, the final version, which is quite a lot bigger than what you, you may see on the the Indiegogo page, uh, is being manuf- manufactured out in Illinois. They're still operational right now. Um, so they're working on that. Um you know, we're, we're making things happen. You know, we're doing our final engineering tweaks uh, over this next month. Um, whenever things open back up and, and it's safe for our partners to have their employees go back to work because we don't want anyone to be in a precarious situation or, right, you know, right, right. We're, we're, we don't want anyone getting sick just to make a camp kitchen, you know. <laughs> um, so we're, but we're ready as soon as it as, as it's, as the various states and locations open back up, um, it may be a little piecemeal, but we're, we're ready to get everything together. Um, our packaging is designed our, uh, we're doing the final touches on shipping and fulfillment. Um, I suspect as soon as all the different locations, uh, have their, uh, shelter in place orders lifted and it's safe. Um, you know, and again, things are made in different places, so it depends when everyone is back up. But as soon as that happens, uh, things should be ready in under three months. You know, we're, we're hoping it, you know, if everything goes seamlessly, (laughs) um, but that's the timelines we have from all of our partners. Um, Everything fits within that time frame. So we we should be good to go as soon as that's that's ready.
0: Cool. And what does like what does maybe like the next five years look like for you? I mean, just trying to imagine out and going, is this something that you guys as a company envision making all kinds of outdoor products that fit into cars? Or like like what do you guys kind of envision as like milestones and stuff for, for you guys in the future?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we've had some. Some really big enthusiasm from various uh user types. Um, pickup truck owners, smaller vehicle owners, people that uh you know want this product but wanted want to customize it. You know, we're not gonna be in the business of custom products, but we do want to have a full product line. Right, so right. we we've begun looking at uh various uh models uh, and additions in order to have a full nomad kitchen product line um there will in a couple years we'll probably try and roll out with uh something that works that's specifically designed for uh the truck market or for a you know we our product does fit in small vehicles like a prius and a cross track but we also wanted to recognize that in those set situations it does occupy More than half of your trunk, so we won't. We'll probably start looking at a smaller product. Um, Mm -hmm. Both of those are, are, I'm sure, a couple years out because we want to. We have to design them first and do the the testing and all that, uh, and set up the production for those. But given that we already have our product, our production system, it should be a lot quicker rollout than than this. Um, So full product line uh, and. There's a few other things that have uh, very that have been appealing to me. Some other challenges in the camping cooking, uh, car <laughs> cooking world, <laughs> right. um, and you know I'm I love my coffee and it's not the easiest thing to to do in the woods, you know. The, sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe looking at some products that address some of those issues. Nice. Um, yeah so we'll see I do want to, I would like to have a full store of accessories as well I have been working on partnerships with uh, uh, other manufacturers uh, uh, but we'd like to get some some custom stuff that is very specific to gaps in the market that we've found
0: That's cool that's cool so where can people outside of the indieGoGo kind of dive in learn your world and you mentioned Instagram a couple of times but where how do people kind of uh, explore what you're working on
1: yeah. So, uh, Instagram, you'll get our, our like newest updates. We'll be launching a new, uh, promotional video soon. That's a summary of our, uh, uh, based on the content of our Indiegogo campaign video, um, that'll be rolling out this weekend. Um, by the time this is ready, we'll probably already <laughs> be out. Um, the, our website, uh, www.nomadkitchenco.com. Uh, we'll really give people a deep dive. So we, we do have pretty much everything answered on our Indiegogo page, but if you want more information, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a breakdown of all the different components and what you want, uh, uh, you know, all the different, you know, more photos and, and a little bit more, uh, detail on, on there. Um, we also have an email, uh, um listserv um, where we give updates uh, you know on progress and really you know really where if you if you want more information and you want to learn when we go into production and you know when we've received different components that's the best way and that sign up is on our our website there's a a, a spot to fill out at the bottom of the home page as well as a, uh, a sign up page on there as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sam, I've been doing this with everybody since we've all been locked in here. We we'll just go do a couple lightning round questions, uh, not related to any of this stuff. So yeah. first one is, uh, what are you watching on uh, Netflix or TV right now? What are you, what are you watching right now?
1: Um, altered carbon, uh, and which is interesting. It's really space sci-fi, um, but it's good. Uh, and I actually, when this all started, you know, in, in the Bay Area, we've been on lockdown now for five or yeah. almost six weeks. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, at that time, I started re-watching The Simpsons oh, from nice. like 10 years ago. I yeah. didn't start at the very beginning, but like 10 <laughs> years ago, I started watching, which is a great time because uh, I had stopped watching the show right, well yeah. before that. Yep. So it's all new and it's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, how about, are you reading anything right now? That's. Uh, that's...
1: Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book by uh, Haruki Murakami. Uh, he's a Japanese surrealist uh, author. Uh, weird, but awesome. Really well written. Just, uh, you, you think you're just learning about this simple life of a man dealing with some personal issues and it's, just gets odd (laughs) okay all right all right how about uh
0: it's great how how about a movie what's the last movie you watched that you liked
1: um oh uh i watched uh knives out
0: oh yeah yeah that's in my uh Queue. yeah okay it's great that's in in the queue Uh,
1: daniel craig is hilarious with a southern accent
0: (laughs) okay yeah interesting how about a uh now obviously you're listening to this podcast all the time but is there any other podcast out there that you're uh that you're diving into
1: uh well until this i was listening to new york times daily all the time okay. but it got really depressing <laughs> um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but i've been trying to get into some audiobooks um
2: okay.
0: yeah all right. And, uh, my last one is going to be around, uh, are there any like blogs or websites that you're just kind of constantly going to for, I don't know, maybe marketing help or social, I don't know, just anything that you're kind of like, man, I, I go to, I watch, I read this stuff. Uh, I really like it. Anything along those lines?
1: Um, not lately. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I was doing a lot more of that before we launched. I was trying to get all prepped and everything. And in the first couple of weeks, uh, but now that we've kind of settled in, I'm. Just trying to like focus on getting all the production pieces finalized and um really just trying to stay stay positive and keep my my mind <laughs> occupied on on other things while I'm at home.
0: Yeah, the real work. You gotta do the real work. Yes, you know, yes. no, no work. no work <laughs> just reading. You're in it right now. Well, well, Sam, I appreciate you taking time out your day. I know it's a busy time with an active campaign and um I, I, I encourage all my listeners, go check this out. Really innovative design, and definitely, I mean, it's a niche, but I mean, you've hit an absolute grand slam with it because I can see how it functions and and really could work for somebody who's looking for a uh, for your solution here. So I applaud all your design and everything. It's a great, great campaign, and I wish you a lot of luck over the next thirty days. But uh, thanks so much again for your time.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, really appreciate you thinking about us, and uh, yeah, we're stoked to get Nomad Kitchens in everyone's uh, cars and see where their adventures take them.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. All right, how about that conversation uh, with Sam? I told you it was a good one. I uh, I enjoyed it. Sam has a lot of insight as to how he got his uh, company to this point and kind of what they're going through on their end. Um, so, hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Remember, go over to Indiegogo right now. Check out Nomad Kitchen. Maybe become a Gawker backer. I've kind of talked about that a little bit here too. Gawker is when you. Uh, you know you, you back for a dollar back for five bucks um throw a little bit in watch the campaign um every dollar counts so go go do that if you're uh if you don't want to buy a kitchen for your car um but all right the song we listen to right now is a song called gray sea. it is off the sugar people sugar roses collection which is out now on spotify you guys can go check that out if you want to do some do some listening if you want to dive even deeper into my world um but yeah, everybody, thank you again for tuning in. If you've gotten to this point, you are a superstar. You are one of our super, 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 super fans. And uh, we appreciate you. Um, m- remember, if you are getting ready to launch a campaign, go to woodshed.agency backslash consultation. Go to my calendar. Pick a time to talk. Not going to sell you on anything. We're just going to talk about your campaign and things to look for. So make sure you guys do that as well. But okay, let's go ahead and, and uh, listen to the song, uh, Gray Sea uh, by my band. All right, guys. Have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you all next week.